say good afternoon. We are the Business Blondes, and you are interested in business and flipping awesome for joining us today. And my goodness, have we got a show for you? I tell you what, this show is it's out of its world because we've got a top astrologer with us. Yes, it's written in the stars. Everybody's watching, it's written in the stars. You are meant to be here today. Ask questions about astrology. Put it in the chat box. We want to know what's going to happen in the future. So join us, join us, join in the chat. You don't need one of these, a crystal ball. We've got an astrologer here. So we want to find out what the future's got in store for us, our businesses, and everything in the world at the moment. So welcome, welcome, welcome to our, our fabulous show. So let's just go around the room. You know the usual people here, Sam, Sim, Sam Kim, and Penny. So how have you been, Sam? Well, I like that, Kim, don't you? We could be known the new duo yeah. called Sim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very well, thanks, Caroline. Really well, really well. I think um, this week for me, uh, I wrote about it actually last night because it's all about positivity. Just SMEs, I say this every week, they just absolutely amaze me at the year that we've had. Um, I did a little test with one of my mastermind groups how positive do you feel out of 10? And the average came back at 7.7. .7. I mean, that is just amazing after, you know, I mean, literally this was day one out of lockdown, perhaps that's what it was. Um, and we were feeling 7.7 .7 as a group going into next year. So my question was, how positive do you feel about your business in 2021? And the average score was 7.7. .7. That's immense, isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, yeah, there's a great positivity about out there. I think we couldn't have got lower than we have done this year. So the only way is up, I think. So, Kim, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Thank you. It's been um, it's been fun packed as ever. I got the joy of starting the week with my little girl's fourth birthday. So you can't fail but be on a high, can you? No, how wonderful. And so she's a Scorpio, is she? Uh, no, she's um, Sagittarius, is she? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to learn more about all that, I'm sure. So that, that's lovely. It's a lovely bit of celebrating amid the gloom of the bleak midwinter. Thank you so much, Kim. Penny, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been great. I'm really excited, actually, because this Saturday is Small Business Saturday. You know, this annual celebration, you know, people must follow it on at Small Biz Sats UK and hashtag i've created i don't know whether anybody else is going to join into it i've created a really nice instagram um an infographic i should say to go out with some information for people so i'm really excited about um this week i agree there's some positivity but you know i suppose my, my big message is this saturday we've all got to go out and buy from small business we've yeah. got to go out and do our christmas shopping and even if they are a little bit in fear because i think a lot of small businesses are struggling when you walk through the door the gel the masks and everything let's just support them and love them this saturday and make them feel great about their month ahead i agree i went out for dinner last night <laughs> and i got the first hair of today so single-handedly keeping the economy afloat um this week i did a vision board um workshop one-to-one -one with a vision board facilitator so i i have a vision of what i want for the months ahead and sometimes we need to see it to believe it Mm -hmm. And that sometimes, I guess, is a, a, an effortless segue into astrology. I don't know if it is predicting the future. Um, I once went out with the editor 
of the Daily Express for lunch. And I, the way he was behaving, I thought, he's got to be Pisces. So what? I took so I, and this is an editor of a Fleet Street tabloid. And I just come up with it. You must be Pisces. And he said, yes. And I thought, brilliant. One in 12. I nailed it. He said, you've looked, you've looked at my details, haven't you? And I hadn't. And I was really disappointed that I'd nailed a one in 12. He wouldn't give me the credit for it. Anyway, you know, I thought I was going to spot on there. So, Prue, welcome. And Thank tell you. us, please, what is astrology? Well, that is such a great question. And it's been really interesting hearing what everyone's been up to the week, because I think people naturally are pulled to do things during their week, which is very much connected to the influence of the planet. So, for example, on Monday morning, we had a full moon. And a full moon is a time that we have each month of great intensity. And basically, this was also a eclipse full moon. So it adds more um, symbolism, more strength, what I tend to see with my clients and my family around me is that the energy is building and building. There can be more tears in my household. I've got a five and a seven-year-old. My son was born under a full moon, so I definitely see him behaving more um, intensely, could be the word that I'm looking for. And so it's just understanding in a nutshell shell astrology can help us live our life in the right gear it's not about sitting there you know with mystic meg you know predicting the future it's about understanding that everything happens in cycles and once we can understand what the cyclical nature is the more that we can understand that this too shall pass that yes 2020 was always going to be a game-changing year tricky challenging we have three massive 800-year cycle 30-year cycle and 80-year cycle all completing. So there has been a lot of um, stress, tension, fear, confusion, you name it, everybody on a collective level, but on a personal level. And what astrology can help you understand is how is it influencing you and what can you do about it so that you can live life with the most ease so that you can actually proactively go out there and meet those life lessons and look after your business, your family, yourself in the process of what can be called perhaps carnage, um, for want of a better word, in the middle of 2020. We've all been there and I think it's really wonderful that you're seeing all this positivity. There's definitely an energy shift going on and uh, I think that is reflective in what's going on out there at the moment. But you've been doing this 15 years. I should have given you your proper introduction. So this isn't you're not a newcomer to this. And you've also written a great book, The Natural Laws of Work, which is Amazon's uh, one of Amazon's top five best selling stress management books. So that's that's pretty awesome. So how do you work with people in business and or, or individuals? How, do, how does it work when people come to an astrologer and want your help? Okay, well, um, I've been working in the holistic world for 15 years. And before that, I worked in international public relations. So life was very business, uh, busy. And I just wasn't great on uh, sort of understanding my stress levels. So actually, I left that corporate world, I jumped off the ladder, and I went and lived in India and Thailand for two years. And because I had taken away all the natural distractions that I had experienced and was living very much at the foothill or the Himalayas, a Thai industrial town, what I started realizing was that people behave differently 
um, when the moon was in a different stage in the sky. And I thought, I didn't really know anything more than that. Well, I spent some time teaching some Thai children and I really noticed when the moon was massive that they were much louder. It was hard to get their attention. It was difficult to have them grounded when there was no moon in the sky. I was like, wow, they can really focus. So it started making me think there's something so much bigger. I spent a lot of time living at the foothills of the Himalayas. So I was really close to the moon. I think for me, that was my inlet. When I came back to the, um, the UK, I knew I wanted to understand stress. I knew I wanted to help us understand life in a different way, because I think so often we can feel like we're racing in a hamster wheel. Life can feel chore. We can lose joy. Um, so actually, by understanding that, that we are part of something bigger. So my clients would tend to come to me. Some of them might come from curiosity, because I think, you know, there is, a, I think it's changing. But I remember when I was growing up as a child, there was this big blue book called Linda Goodman's Sun Sign. It was a bit like the Bible. And I used to think that all astrology was, was you were one of these 12 signs and that was it. And I'm a cancer sun, which perhaps we would say a star sign cancer. And my mom would always say, oh, yes, very moody. And I thought, that well, that was me. That summed it up. Now, now I realise there's so much more. Basically, the moment that we're born, we all have our individual natal chart, which is unique to us. And that's very much our blueprint for, blueprint for life. It will really help us understand what, what the conflicts we experience, why we behave differently. Because I see with my clients is that when they're going through a, um, a stage of confusion or uncertainty, they look for other people. They say, okay, that person looks like they know what they're doing. I'll try and copy what they're doing. But actually we're all here on our own unique journey. And what works for our sisters, our brothers, our husbands, wives, isn't right for us. We need to honor ourselves and the astrology chart shows you exactly um, very much our purpose for being here. And also, um, so that's what I would work with clients to help them understand really what is their purpose, what is their pathway, especially when they're feeling like the, the way ahead isn't always clear. Um, and we tend to have a, a session, which is um, an hour and a half, and then I have clients that come back to me and we work on a regular basis to help them understand the energies and where they're best focused on putting it. How can they work with what's there rather than pushing against it? Wow. Did you have a question, Sam? Well, I was just going to say for somebody that's, um, you know, quite naive to astrology, and uh, like we were chatting, weren't we, just a minute ago before we came online, and I am one of those people that thinks that it's just about looking at star signs and I'm a Scorpio so therefore I go to the you know the rag and I, I look at what does that mean for me this week and that's what I thought astrology was so it's obviously uh, so much more than that and and it can what you're saying is guide us but in what way so in what way does it does it define me being a Scorpio or anybody else's star sign? What, why does that matter if there's so much more to it than that? That's such a great question, Sam. And I think what you've just vocalised is how so many people um, think of it. I know my husband and perhaps my dad would definitely um, be in that um, sort of gang as well. And the thing is, there is nothing wrong in looking at the newspaper and looking for the um, your sign. But what I would often say is that you could look at the one mistake that isn't yours and still find something that is. Oh, yeah, that's me. Oh, I just looked at the wrong one. 
because they're not specific. It's not unique to you. It's basically a feel-good couple of sentences. That's like, oh, yeah, I'm on the right track. Whereas astrology is something that's completely different. Astrology was based in um, ancient um, Babylon, which was basically they would have the scholars and the priests sitting underneath these vast desert skies, current day Iran, and they would be looking at the planets, the, the nine planets that you can see with the naked eye, and they would be plotting them. When should they go to war? Where should their tribe be to? Where was the, 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 the water source? So this is a real ancient tool that's traveled round, and for our ancestors, we would never have access to this. One, because they had to do all the charts by hand. It would take them weeks. And it was the kings, the rulers, who would have access to this type of knowledge. And I guess we could argue that actually, if we were born, you know, 100, 200 years ago, we, our lives wouldn't be changing that much. We'd probably be born into our tribe, marry, work, and then like move off the mortal coil. So it wouldn't matter so much. But now we have so much choice. Now through the wonders of technology, which is only going to get speeded up. There's only going to be more technology, more connection through this world that we have access to a deeper understanding. So yes, you being, your star sign being Scorpio, Sam, is just a tiny part of the bigger picture. It's what people necessarily see but it, 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 it all depends on where all the other planets are. So I guess it's a long way of saying you're so much more than a couple of sentences in the newspaper. Well, um, Penny, did you want to add something? Well, yeah, because um, I know Prue really well and I, she's done reading for Thomas, she's done reading for Hannah and some clients and I've seen the impact she's had. And though she says it's sort of an hour and a half um, to do the session, you spend, it's about six hours, isn't it, studying someone's chart before you speak to them? I do, yes. So to actually look at someone's chart and actually bring it to life, there's a lot that goes on around the chart. And I feel like, you know, it's actually about really honouring that. It's not necessarily about, you know, it's actually a gateway into someone's life and their soul. So it's always really important to get their permission before you have a look at their chart um, and to have to see, you know, the conflicts, the fact what makes us human, what do we wrestle with, what are the parts that we don't want the world to see. Um, yes, there's a lot that goes in. It isn't necessarily just typing in a birthday into the software and talking about that. It's actually really honouring a very ancient practice um, which has been carried down um, the centuries. And there's commonality, isn't there, in us all because we're all on this planet. So I think one of the things we all wanted to talk about is this year. Why why was this year so hard for us all? Right. Well, you know, in the astrology world, we always knew that 2020 was going to be a game changer. And we didn't know why. I mean, I there would be some astrologers that would probably produce a blog and mention that there could be this, you know, global pandemic. But for me, that was always part of the shift that was happening. So we had this conjunction of two very big planets. And these planets collide um, every um, 30 years and something big happens um, to humanity. It was the outbreak of World War One. The AIDS was first recognized. 
But when they came together in the sign of Capricorn, the last time they did that in this way was in 1517. And that was a really powerful time in the world. It was when Martin Luther hammered his 75 thesis into the Wittenberg Cathedral and said, the power of the Catholic Church is too great. The corruption is unknown. And actually it started the Reformation then. So what we've been seeing now is that corruption, we've been seeing anything that's been hidden as been coming out. It's basically been very much focused on Capricorn themes, hierarchies, companies, um, anything that's got a top-down structure that, that has been um, corrupt or is no longer fit for purpose has had to restructure. So what we've been seeing is basically um, a pull into a new way of living, a new way of being, fairness, justice, equality, humanity issues coming out. And so what we've been teetering is between the old world and the new world. And that's been deeply uncomfortable letting go of familiarity. So we knew that this was going to be rolling out. These conjunctions were happening three times a year, which doesn't sound very much, but it was always going to be massive. And actually, we're going to see more of this kind of like continue through. It's going to get much easier in March, but we're moving out of an earth energy. And earth is what happened at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. So suddenly success became very material. People left the fields, they came into offices, they wanted to tangibly feel success in their hands. Money became a marker of if you're a successful person. So we've had this kind of hierarchy. We've had this, this in one way, we've been moving into more of a, a classless that anyone, if you work hard, you can go, you can achieve your goals, but we're moving into air. And air has a whole different quality and feel. And that's what we're getting the conflict between the dense values. What, 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 what am I if I'm not successful in monetary terms? Um, so we're moving into a new way. And that's not always comfortable, is it? Like change, I think sometimes we, we hold on to what's perhaps a little bit more comfortable, just being mere mortals that we are. I know I certainly can do, even when I know all this integrantly. Kim, I'm sure you want to add something there. No, I do. It's so fascinating. Uh, um, so insightful. And I imagine right now, really, really useful for people to be able to cut through the noise because, you know, we, we talk about the fact that it's lonely at the top, but it's never been less quiet, has it? With the emerging technology, advancing digitalization, the need to engage and empower our people, a global pandemic. I mean, you name it, we're getting a lot of thrown at us. So, what is it that you know people why is it people come to you i can i can see that you obviously can really help them cut through to that clarity but are there specific moments that trigger for people that yes that that's you find more useful? a great question kim and i think what well what i know happens is there are certain points in our life which i would see as turning points which are difficult and actually it's during those times that I will see an influx of people coming um, to seek advice, to seek some sort of validation, to almost have someone that can hold their hand in the abyss. So basically, you know, when we're six years old, that's the first time when life becomes a bit tough. That's when we would have what we call Saturn, which is a planet of limitation, restriction. That's when we first feel it. Suddenly we're not the most important people in the world and we have to deal with friendships and teachers. And suddenly we bring our painting home and mum isn't like dancing for joy. And then, you know, at 12, it's another. 29 
is a massive gateway. It's a massive shift um, for people to think, am I on the right path? So what I see a lot with my clients is that they can feel confused. They're breaking away from the conformity that they grew up with. They're, get, they're breaking from their parents' um, views in many ways. And it's difficult when you're stepping out of the, the family mold in some ways. So we know that 29 is, um, and this carries on. So I would see people at these turning points. And also there's another one, 43. It's what we would perhaps call the midlife crisis. It's when we can feel restless, impatient. What have I been doing with my time? Is this what I want? And I think when we have these, these times in our chart where everything feels very alive and, it, uh, and close and uncomfortable, we kind of want to see the bigger picture. We want to know, is this okay? Am I going mad? And by having an astrology, astrologer looking at your chart and saying, this is what's going on, suddenly it's like you can breathe. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not on my own and there's a bigger purpose here. And that's when people would tend to come. It's interesting because I'm finding, sorry, I was, was going to say that I'm finding a lot of people really want certainty now. Never before has, has the future looked so threatening and unknown, and the human brain hates the unknown. We want certainty. So, is that would you say that's the main reason people come to use an astrologer? Is that they want to know what's coming next? Yes, I think so. I would wholeheartedly agree. And there are some people that would have more air or more fire in their charts that would be embracing the unknown that oh bring it on come on i want to go out there all guns blazing and there are other um people that have more water that are more emotionally connected that suddenly feel that they're really on unsteady ground people that have really strong earth the sagittarius Sorry, Sagittarius is fire. We've got the Virgos, we've got the Taurus, we've got the Capricorns. We're actually um, tangible um, connections are what makes them feel safe. So fundamentally, if your world doesn't feel safe, it's harder to deal with the change. It's harder to deal with the, the shift that's going on. So yes, um, I would see perhaps the fire sign who likes um, the unknown that got more trust and more spontaneity into life is looking at what the opportunities. What can I do? Where can I, you know, get on the next um, uh, wave that's going on? What should I be interested in? And then we'd have more of a water, more of the sensitive side that's like, I feel very scared. I feel really alone. And then we'd look at, okay, how can we support you during this time? Because it isn't necessarily about you know, looking at your chart and then, we, well, I kind of know I'm upset, but actually what can we look to in your life? Where can you get that support? Because we've all got these 12 planets. We've all got fire. We've all got earth. We've all got water. We've all got um, these different elements within us. And it's about finding out how you can channel and engage with it. And I think that would be a big part of people leaving our time together, feeling renewed, feeling hopeful, feeling more clarity that's my key thing i want to, my clients to feel clarity about their next step forward did, did you want to say something sam i was i was just yeah i found this absolutely fascinating um and yeah a couple of things so basically people like you said caroline there's so much uncertainty we just want answers don't we and that's what you're almost yeah go, going through all the treacle and coming up with those clarity and the answers to what's next which is lovely 
Um, I want to book a session with you, Prue, I really do. But what, what I was really interested to ask as well is what is the next stage? You said 43. Unfortunately, I've passed that one. So what's my next one? Well, we look in your chart. It's 51. That would be a, a key next. But you don't, you don't have to wait for a life crisis to come. You know, there's nothing like 2020 to kind of get the skeletons out of, uh, out of the cupboard. And I think we also have to realise that each month, we have an opportunity to look um, at the bigger picture with the moon cycle. And I think that's always a really grounded place to start, especially for people that have a strong moon element. So people that have strong Cancerian qualities in their chart in some form or another, because every month we have a new moon, which is an opportunity to set a new intention. It's a new chapter, which I love. I love the fact as a child, I always loved a new term. I always loved that fresh beginning. But knowing that each month we get this new chapter, a new moon, what do we want in our lives? What do we want to create? And we can put our intentions out there. We can be as dramatic or as um, undramatic as we want. I have some clients that do rituals galore and will take that whole night off and I have others that are just happy to kind of like throw a wish out there on racing up on the school run none of you know you do what's right for you with astrology you do what's pulled for you and so we know after the new moon the energy of the moon which is connected to our unconscious our emotional state is building and growing and then we have the full moon which is the peak of the moon cycle intensity celebration cleansing it's when our bodies are wanting to let go it's the best time to start a new fitness regime start a new diet start you know thinking about our bodies and then we have two weeks where the moon is releasing where it's so much easier to let go we're in that stage right now this is a fantastic time for releasing that which no longer serves you whether it's that kind of sneaky you know habit which started off in lockdown and now it's like well I can't do anything without my chocolate or my wine or this each night this is a time to release clear the toxicity emotionally physically before we go into this um, final new moon of the year which happens on the 14th of December so we have these amazing opportunities the whole time to connect with the cycles we don't have to wait for a big life change one to knock us off our um, sort of seat as it were it's awesome because um, Sam's 51 in 11 days. Nick, Nick, one of our friends, our mutual friends, has just put it up there. That she, so it's an amazing time. I know we've got to get towards the end, haven't we, Caroline? But we were yeah. going to, how do we, very, very quickly, how do we make the most of what next year is going to be for us all? Okay, well, I would say, as anything, it's it's kind of instinctively listen to what's going on within. We're now in the darker months, autumn and winter. This is a time for self-care. This is a time for rest. This is a time for sleeping. There's no light available. So this isn't the time for trying to start something new. This is a time for hunkering down, looking after yourself, hydrating yourself, because basically, the more that we can look after ourselves, when we come to spring, when we have that spring equinox on 21st of March, mm -hmm. and we've looked after ourselves, we slowed life down, we will have so much more energy. The conflict, the fear, the restlessness, the opposition, it's going to get so much easier from March next year. We're going to be moving into a whole new dynamic of air. Technology, we're not going to, you know, it's going to increase like we wouldn't believe it moving forward next year beyond. We're going to connect in ways that we can't possibly even imagine. It's about letting go of the density. It's about letting go of tangible 
forms of safety and going within. The more that we can connect to our own sense of safety, because the more that we're looking for validation, the more that we're looking to be rescued out there, the harder it's going to be. Who do we trust? Are they for me? Are they against me? This whole thing is saying, go within. And we can do that by meditation, lighting a candle, having a nice warm bath. The more that we can listen to our instinctive voice, the easier this transition is going to be. Because truly, nothing is good or bad. It's just the label we put on it. It's going to be different. That's great. You know, there'll be so many people that have thrived in 2020 and other people that's like, oh, my God, I've had the rug pulled from under my feet so many times. It's about the, the, the view we see it. And if we can see it as an opportunity for growth and evolution, it's going to be much easier experience each and every one of us to navigate. Thank you very much, Prue. What I, I always say to my uh, clients who are suffering, I'm afraid you're going to have to go through it, not round it. So I think that's what's going to happen next year. Go deep, chin down, look in, not up and out. It's about doing a bit of inner work, which we all need to do. And that's what the winter months are for. And, of course, red wine, which is what I hydrate myself with quite a lot. But, you know, I'm, I'm working on it, Prue. I'm working on it. So a last-minute tip from Sam, Kim and Penny for our viewers, a little business tip for the week ahead. I'm, I'm ready. I'll go ahead, shall I? I'm unmuted. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say, actually, I know it's not necessarily a business tip because you said self-care, that's very important, and I agree with you on that. Go out on Saturday, get your Christmas spirit on, calmly walk around the shops, have a nice hot chocolate with marshmallows, enjoy Saturday and spend money. Um, with as many small businesses as we can. That's my big tip. It will nourish you and it will nourish others. Yeah. Uh, Sam, thank you. That's a lovely tip. Marshmallow yeah, and that, chocolate. Yeah, that's that's lovely. But I prefer your red wine, actually, Caroline. And I, <laughs> that's where my self-love will come in. Um, and I'm going to go on that theme as well. I think there, you know, the countdown for Christmas is coming. Just not take the pressure off, but be kind and just be realistic on what you can achieve. Kim? You know, I, I love it. I'm definitely a red wine girl as well. Um, so clearly that's why we all get on so well. I think the um, my tip is to use this time to just reflect and focus. You've got a real opportunity to use the next few weeks to give yourself the opportunity to get clarity on what you want to do next year rather than get hung up on what hasn't gone well for you this year. So that would be my tip. That's great. And I don't mind being everybody's worst influence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I find it, I find quite proud of that position. Um, so I would say to use this time to read up all the books you said you were going to read. There are box sets, there are cashmere socks built for this purpose. Get on the sofa, but, but store, hunker, hibernate and prepare yourself for the year ahead. Thank you so much, Prue. It's been an absolute joy bringing, bringing insight from the stars to us today on a rainy, cold Thursday in December. Thank you all for joining us. Over to Kim to complete the show. Okay, thank you so much. It's been such a fascinating interview. Thank you, Prue. And if you would like to be in Prue's seat, then you can get in touch with us at www.businessblondes.tv. And come along and be a guest. We'd love to hear your stories. In the interim, have a lovely, lovely week. Look after yourselves and we will see you here next week at one. Take care. Bye.